Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show, and we have ourselves a special, special guest. Actually, he's not a special guest. He's the special co-host of this show, and he's back. Bonsoir, Massimo. Great to have you back, Tony. Thank oh, you. That, is that French? That, yeah, that's that's uh, French for uh, good evening, Max. Massimo is Italian. Yeah, I don't know what it is in, in French yet. Okay. I don't, I, you just heard the extent of my bon, French. Uh, bonsoir, maybe? Bonsoir. Bonsoir is good evening, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Bonsoir, Massimo. And uh, he had... <laughs> you learned a lot, I see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I learned a couple other things, like uh, you know, where's the John? And uh, you just go, "Silver uh, play toilet." Cebu uh, play toilet. Yeah, yeah. Please toilet. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can so see you walking around the streets of France. Please I can toilet. talk. I can talk like a French homeless guy <laughs> or a baby. Yeah, or a baby. Yeah, yeah or a French yeah. baby. Uh, but man, Paris is amazing. You know, I, I mean, before we get into you know being in Paris, I've been watching the uh, all the news feed uh, from the states. You know, I've from not Paris, watched any yeah. newscasts. Yeah, and all the sexual harassment things are just taking on arms and legs of their own. It's like Garrison Keillor, uh, right? Wow. Who's who's Garrison Keillor? I I, I keep hearing this name, but I don't. Prairie home companion guy from Minneapolis. He's been on the air for fifty years. Yeah, I'm looking at an image of him. He just retired. Yeah, he's got a face for radio. He, I've never seen him. He kind of sold himself as the uh, radio version of Mister Rogers. Yeah, but it was all a little more smug and condescending than that. Uh, I I was never a fan of Prairie Home Companion. You know. but uh, you know he had a lot of good musical guests and stuff, and then huh. and then I read the thing about Matt Lauer. I've never watched the guy. You know I don't watch his show. I don't watch morning news shows. But this guy's go-to move was he'd call women into his office, and uh, he'd whip out his joint. You oh know? wow! Uh, it, it's yeah. I didn't read any of the what, details on that. Yeah, I mean, um, a, a woman's not responding to you, so you just whip out the trouser trout. I mean. What's he thinking? And then he had a thing know. where he could lock the door from his desk. So he basically had like a rape van without wheels. Uh, I don't. I think he's watched. That's weird. Too uh, mu- I think he's watched too much <laughs> yeah. porn. You know, it's like oh, you know, in the movie, uh, uh, he, a woman walks in, the guy guy whips out his uh, guy whips out his meat, and the woman is like. Uh, Amazed, uh, a little afraid, and uh, very intrigued, and then hence begins the bangathon. Uh, I can't believe you know this guy who made twenty five million bucks a year, you know, talking about bullshit on the morning news. That's his move, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You think he would like waste a little charm, you know, polish off some of his Emmys or whatever the hell they get for you know morning pablum shows, and you know. Kind of uh, just use the fact, hey, I'm Matt Lauer and I'm famous. No. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I don't think Matt he's Lauer like has to in, do that. He's like a guy in a park, you know? He just whips out his joint. It's like all he needs is a raincoat and a bottle of uh, port wine, you know? Yeah, a lot of people are uh, getting getting called out, getting called out. Yeah, and, no uh, kidding. Dustin Hoffman. 
Uh, yeah, someone, someone. Uh, I was, I was doing something. Uh, I was, I was in a little web series the other day, and one of the actors was like, "Oh no, Dustin Hoffman." And it was just kind of this moment where it's like, well, who cares if he's guilty? He's, who cares? Yeah. Um, if he's a putt, he's a putt. Yeah. There was um, one girl who was like, yeah, bring them all down, bring them all down. And I was like, well, you know what? Why not? Yeah, bring them all down. Uh, they're unless they're you know unless they're innocent. But I mean, who can? Who knows? Who who knows? Well, what's going on with any of that? Uh, and if you have a s- stacked pile of evidence against you, it's pretty hard to refute. It's pretty hard to refute it. Yeah. And then you got this goof who's running for the Senate in Alabama, guy who like hit on fourteen and fifteen year old girls. I mean, basically a pedophile. Roy Moore or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who's uh, got the whole support? Yeah. Uh, all of the support of the uh, Republican Party. It's like well, they get they you know. Trump has the whole support of the Republican Party as well. So I know. It's I like mean, we completely have completely disgusting. You yeah. Know? I mean, well, and we, then the Democrats now can't stop stepping on their dick. Al Franken had to step. Down yeah. Well, de- Democrats and Republicans like to protect their own. I mean, clearly, you know, I've seen a lot of Democrats who are like they're upset about the Roy Moore stuff because of what happened with Anthony Weiner. It's like, okay, yeah, like. Maybe Roy Moore needs to, you know, obviously be punished for what he's done, but like, let's not get like sad because, like, oh, over Wiener, so, yeah. So Anthony Wiener gets in trouble, but Roy Moore doesn't. It's like, no, <laughs> they should both be in trouble, exactly. you idiot. They're both shitheads. Yeah, you know? I hate the whole like comparison. Don't compare both. Just, yeah, there's, just like there's some proportion in being an Fuck asshole. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it. The whole choosing your side and and being biased on each side it just makes me realize like why I hate the whole category Sonny, of Republican there's and Democrats. No Democrat. difference between Republicans and Democrats. They're assholes trying to keep jobs. You know, there are jobs. That's definitely what it feels like, especially yeah. with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it just. But I tell you, it was nice being in Paris away from the twenty-four hour news cycle. You know what I mean. Uh, wasn't yeah. all Trump all the time, and you know what? People in in Paris, the, the ones who did engage me in conversations, and I had lots of conversations. They were like, they they don't hold it against Americans. They're like, hey, we almost had Le Pen, you know. Um, I I met some kind of astonishing people over there. Um, uh, Paris is a city full of really fascinating people. Uh, I also fascinating got, everything, art, amen. clothing, oh, God. food, yeah. Just I mean, you, every corner you turn, you are literally assaulted by beauty, you know? Yeah, um, I would agree. I uh, I also saw one of the best live music shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, Who's that? He's an Australian guy named uh, Nick Murphy, who lives in New York now. Mm-hmm. And um, he is a marriage between electronica and soul music. Cool. And I saw his show at the Bataclan, which is... Uh, the site of the unfortunate uh, attacks when when the Eagles of Death Metal played there, where a bunch of people were killed. Right. And, uh, you know, I got to hand it to the people of Paris. They didn't step back, not one step backwards, you know. Mm-hmm. They kept embracing the arts. They kept embracing live music. The Bataclan stayed open. There are a lot of makeshift... Uh, um, kind of uh, tributes to, you know, the people who perished there uh, around the venue, which are really quite lovely. And um, 
you know, there's a very pronounced security. And inside the place, all throughout the show, you notice guys walking around that were clearly unmarked, you know, plainclothes security guys. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they eyeballed you very seriously. You know, they looked everybody over. Mm-hmm. Um, but you felt safe. Uh, and, oh, that's good. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I just, uh, there's, there's a spirit of liberty there that, we're kind of missing here now since November 9th, 2016. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's this incredible embrace of uh, our freedoms. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've found the city to be a really kind of moving place, you know. Yeah. Um, You know, the French are very slow to be angered into anything like warfare anymore because, you know, in the last hundred years, two world wars have been fought on their soil. They've seen it. They've had it, you know, happening in their own streets. And, you know, so they they, they take great pause before they make any moves with their military. And, uh, you know, we could learn a lot from them. Yeah, definitely. I also I went to the Picasso Museum. Yeah, I went there when I was there. It was nuts. Yeah. It was like absolutely just... You know, a couple of times I got really emotional, you know. Yeah, um, I went there with Ashkan when we went there, and he got really into it. He took yeah. a picture of, like, everything. He was trying to get me to take pictures of him in front of well, certain a, pieces, and if yeah. I didn't take it right, I'd have to go retake it. And, <laughs> yeah. There, there, was one, there was one painting I saw that he made in 1972, and it was—he died in 73, you know, and you mm-hmm. can tell— it's a painting that a man made at the end of his life, knowing that he's looking at uh, the finish line. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, an abstract thing, but it's got, you know, the, the eye, the nose, the some features of a figure. And, it's, and I figured out it's him leaving his body. Hmm. You know, he knows what's coming next, and, uh, and he kind of oddly accepts it. It's not... It's not sad. It's not happy. It's just kind of one of those works of art that uh, amounts to a reckoning. And, how uh, how did Picasso die? Well, he died of you know natural causes. He was okay. ninety three. So you know, he but, uh, so he knew that the end. Yeah, was he knew. I mean, I think I think the, the the medical thing would have been like um, congenital heart failure or something. Sure. You know, um, but uh, yeah, he knew it was coming. Yeah, and. Um, he died in France. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, and died in Montmartre. Um, I, I spent a lot of nights running the streets of Montmartre for uh, we're filming there. Uh, that's all I'll tell you about that. Other than, um, boy, the French crew is phenomenal. You know, they're mm-hmm. really great. You know, um, you know, you, when you, when you make films in America, you got the Teamsters, and they're the best. Uh, the French are everybody's good. They're just absolutely on point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, the catering, lunch, it's pretty special, man. I would imagine, yeah. If the Chicago PD food was all right, I'd imagine the, the French oh, no, food the French, and the Patriot. The French is like crazy. That was pretty know? good. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Um, if I had some good orange chicken on the Dick Wolf set, I'd imagine... Yeah, Amazon yeah, can did. get you some <laughs> some some good food. And by the way, you made your television debut on Chicago PD. I did. 
Thank you. Last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah. Playing let's, the stoner security guard. Yeah, let's move on from the the the, the pedophile politicians, the, the yeah, exactly. creepy actors, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> no uh, and no move shit. on to move on to something more positive here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was on TV. I was on NBC uh, last week. I think you could still watch and the you episode. You had a scene with uh, LaRoyce. Hawkins and, and uh, Patrick Fluger. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. If it's not, I'm sorry, man. Um, but they were great. They were nothing but kind to me. I, I kind of talked about that on one of these podcasts, I mm-hmm. think. But, um, you know, seeing uh, yourself on TV is is really cool. Um, it's sobering. It, it's, you know? it's sobering, but it also... After I saw the first season of Patriot Max, I knew I gotta lose some more weight. Jesus Christ. I well, you know what? I had, a lot of, I had a lot of short film work and a lot of uh, just Second City uh-huh. pictures taken of me, and I knew what I had to do. I used those as opportunities to improve, so by the yeah. time I was on PD, there wasn't much where I was like, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, because yeah. I was like, I was ready to go. I, I remember, like, I didn't, it's not like I was working out, like, crazy or anything, but I remember, like, we were going to the gym, and, like, that week before, I remember being like, let's go, like, every I'm, day. <laughs> exactly. I'm really happy that you helped me prepare that way, because I'm telling you, what I've had to do on Patriot so far is extraordinarily physical. Yeah. That's well, I just all, all I will say. I just know. had to stand there in a tracksuit, so I, I didn't have to do anything physical. But I want you know you want to you want to look good on camera. I thought I thought I did I thought I did all right. I you thought know? you did great. Yeah. Everyone had a really good you response know? to it. Um, I mean, you got mugged when we went to the health club the other morning. Yeah. You know, a couple yeah, of the servers yeah, are big fans people, of the show, and uh, some people recognized me from there. Yeah. That was a, that was a great feeling. I stream at a three in the morning. That was a good feeling. In Paris, yeah. Uh, I, all I of my to, aunts, YouTube and to uh, and to um, Netflix. Yeah, all of my aunts and and uncles watched it. They, I, I think every single one of them texted me and or messaged me it through Facebook cool. and said I did a great job. Uh, Uncle Kevin uh, gave a lovely message before it came on, and he was like, "Hey, you know, my lovely, you know, nephew yeah. is going to be on," and it's. Always a great feeling when you see all the support you really have, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, you got quite a you got quite a crew. You got quite a cheering section, man. You know, it was it was fun. It was I would, fun. I would like to see that medical marijuana card, please. Yeah, you know exactly. what? There's a that scene got cut short. There's a part where he goes, "I want to see the prescription," see the and prescriptions. I show up, and I had a little fake uh, medical card made for me, and I probably should have kept it, but I was so. Uh, in another world, I probably I just yeah. Forgot, you might but... want to keep that card just in case you get pulled over some night. Uh, well, no names won't <laughs> that up. won't yeah. work. <laughs> the, the fake uh, Chicago PD med card is not going to work. You know what? Don't worry. I'm pretty sure the cops in Chicago have bigger things to worry about. Yeah, I mean they, they definitely do. Uh, should not be bothering with pot smokers. Jesus, no, you know, no. In fact, pot that should probably be legal by now. Well, it's decriminalized. Oh, it absolutely, yeah. should be legal. You know, it, it I is. think it's coming soon. You, you, I don't know, but Pringles would be out of business without pot smokers. You know, so would Dairy Queen. <laughs> I know, like, I know, Domino's would. Yeah, I know that one. You know, um, but man, Paris. Yeah, Paris. It's just incredible. Have you ever heard the song uh, 
La Dolce Vita by Ryan Paris? No, I never have. No, it's good. it's a good song. It's a good song. I don't, I don't know. He's not French. He's not. He's he's like in La Dolce Vita is Italian, but it's like this guy walking around in France, just like singing this Italian song. It's very weird. It's very. He goes by the name of Ryan Paris. Ryan Paris. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what. I Maybe found... we'll play him out. I don't know. Who knows? We, we. You know what? I want to find a Nick Murphy song to play uh, for one of our breaks today. Because, yeah. Because. Uh, that was one of the most astonishing live shows I've ever seen. Yeah. You know? that, that, is that so, your new musician, man? Yeah, electronica and soul music. And the guy, because he understands both idioms, blends them together seamlessly. And uh, just a knockout, absolutely great performance. Yeah. I would say it's in the top three live shows I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. And they yeah. also they also had like lasers and stuff. And usually I'm not queer for light shows, but man, these worked. You know, I went with uh, I went with my pal who's on the show with me, Mark Boone Jr. Mm-hmm. And you might remember him from Sons of Anarchy. Um, yeah, he was he was Boone was on Anarchy, and um, well, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Hasn't oh yeah, he? yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, um, and he's you know he's been in a hundred films and. Uh, so we we went and saw the show uh, with another wonderful actor, a guy named uh, Paul Ray, mm-hmm. from New Orleans, who used to play the line, uh, who played football for LSU. LSU. Yeah. So we call him Paul Ray all day. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just saw this astonishing music show. You know, I mean, just at the Bataclan, um, again. You know, I'm. I'm so thrilled to see the French not back down from all of the, uh, you know, heartbreaking terrorism they had to deal with in the last two years. Yeah. The, the Charlie Hebdo uh, shootings, the shootings at the Bataclan at the uh, Eagles of Death Metal concert. Yeah. Um, they, you know, still embrace live music, art making. And there's a, there's a real spirit of like protest and positive art making, all over Paris. Yeah, and it's really inspiring. Um, you know, I mean, the best thing is like there's place a really high premium on civility. You know, I mean, uh, people treated me with nothing but kindness. They were unfailingly polite. I mean, it was it was great. I'm staying in a really nice hotel, man. You're gonna like it. It does not suck. It's the Renaissance Republique, and it's right next to the the big square, the Republic, where the the, the statue um, of Miriam, who's who's kind of the model for the Statue of Liberty. The same guy did that. Oh, okay. But I took I must have taken like fifty pictures of this uh, statue while I was there, and. Uh, Spent a lot of time walking the streets of Paris, and I get what people love about it. I understand completely. You went, right? Yeah, I went. I went for two days. Now, did you go? I haven't gone. I I just had a conversation about stuff we saw. What what are you talking about? No, no, no. But 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 before you were telling me you'd gone to uh, where Jim Morrison is buried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I haven't been there yet. Um, Yeah, I went. I went there. I went there. Uh, It was. It was. There was a barrier around the the heads the the headstone. Yeah, 
so you couldn't get too close to it. But I, you know, the barrier is just so no one vandalizes it or anything. Well, people used years to spray paint and shit all over it. Yeah. Right? There used to be, I remember there used to be like a head of his head and it's gone now. I mean, it's just really just. Somebody just, took Jimmy Morrison's grave. head? I don't know, but it's just not there anymore. I couldn't find it. So all I could find was his gravestone. And I took some pictures of it. I hopped the barrier just to get a little closer and it was cool. It, but then you kind of realize at the end of the day, it's like, it's just, it's just to get a picture of, you know, it's, a, it's someone's grave. It's, yeah. It's kind of weird. And then yeah. we visited a couple other. I know we visited uh, who's buried in that uh, cemetery, Chopin, I think. Uh, Chopin is yeah. buried there. Uh, Ashkan really wanted to see him because the he, author Celine is buried there. Yeah, um, yeah. We didn't see her, but there's a whole bunch of really famous. Yeah, there's there's Oscar another Oscar Wilde is was buried. There. He's buried in the okay, chase. Yeah, yep. Oscar Wilde's buried there. Chris, have you ever been there? I have not. Let's change that. How about I show up next year? You know what? That's a really good idea. Yeah. We should we I'm going to find podcast a way where we can France. do some podcasts from France. I mean, you know, it's got to happen. I can go mobile. You know, I Going go. mobile. Yeah, I would the I Max would also like to show. talk with all my coworkers, all these like amazing artists that I've met over there. Um you know, my friend Gary Taxelli had a book signing there at a, a gallery called um Arts Plus or something like that. And uh, Tex Alley, if you've never seen his work, uh, you have. You just don't know. Put a name with it. He's done a lot of the packaging for Amy Mann's CDs. And uh, mm -hmm. he's just phenomenal. Yeah, And um, I caught up with him. We had a, a dinner together on my birthday. Uh, by the way, they gave me a really great birthday party. In uh, the lobby of the hotel. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, let's hear some details about that. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Well, there was uh, there was quite a bit of, uh, uh, you know, very high spirits. Um, and there was a rumor that uh, uh, somebody was, you know, passing around, you know, uh, a vape pen. and uh, A vape pen? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I can't partake. I have, you know, heart condition and stuff like that. But, uh, boy, people were having a good time. Uh, I got to tell you, Max. Um, Maybe a little drinking was going on? A little bit, yeah. A little drinking? A little bit. There was a lot mm. of celebrations with red wine. And, ah, okay. Nice. And nice. There's, there's all kinds of fancy beer over there now. Um, it isn't so much IPAs, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, one, of our, uh, one member of our party just fell asleep in the lobby and just slept there all night. Oh, you wow, know? that's awesome. People checking in in the morning, it's like, and um, they could not have been kinder. The hotel made me a cake. Oh, wow. You know. Um, that's so weird. What's weird about that? Why hotels make just make cakes for people's birthday? Was... Well, they made one for me. Um, you know, I'm very still weird. I'm very keep, nice. Keep, I, keep in mind, Max, that there's probably 10, 15 people staying at that hotel from the show. Oh, really? More than okay. that. 30? More than that. Probably, okay. yeah, probably I mean, 25. You know? Okay. Yeah. I'm sure they would go bend over backwards to take care of it. Well, yeah, they particularly yeah. like okay, me, too, because I'm really polite and I'm really nice. And, you know, I don't I don't bitch about stuff and, you know. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so nice they made hotel. you a cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they made me a fucking cake. Man. That's awesome. I mean, it was it was nice. 
Good. And uh, everybody got a piece. Uh, and, you know, the, the party kind of got out of hand. It's like, you know, the whole cast of Patriot, we just take over the fucking lobby every night. And uh, The party got out of hand. What happened? There was, uh, there was some silliness. Oh, okay. You know? He's got to keep that on the DL, apparently. Yeah, yeah, because we're still shooting. Oh, okay, okay, right. But but it was a good time, man. I had, uh, you know, if I couldn't be home, it was the next best thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I I finally found uh, some restaurants where I'm, like, actually a regular at now that are close by. In France? Yeah. Okay, cool. And, you know, you can get lots of, like, vegetarian stuff. Um, awesome. Yeah. That sounds good. And, I uh, miss that food. I miss the uh, French Oh, man. You cuisines can get the and best the, French fries in the world. The croissants and the, the flaky bread and the Baguettes. cheese and the coffee, the wine, the yeah. the whole culture. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I'm actually very excited for this. So, Tony, the... Uh, you know, the idea is that you go to Paris and you don't speak French, that everybody's mad at you, or is, is that you find It's ridiculous. Expert? Okay, yeah. People could not have been more polite to me. Oh, that's cool. They've been, you know, unfailingly kind. Look, yeah. here's the secret. When you're in a foreign country, don't be an asshole. You know, of course, people might be snooty or snobby if you're being a jerk in their country. You know, don't, uh, don't assume everybody speaks English. I mean, I always... We tell people, um, you know, s'il vous plaît, je parle un peu français, which means I speak very little French. Uh, I'm very sorry, you know, where's where's the bathroom, you know, s'il vous plaît, toilet. Um, more coffee, right. please. Uh, more wine, more, you know. Uh, more, more, more. Yeah, you know, or, um, you know, where is this? And, you know, people will gladly very politely show you, you know, the, the hotel gives you this little map of the immediate area where you can actually show people, I'm, I'm here, where, how do I get here, you know, so. Yeah, okay. Well, that's France. Yeah. We're going to take a break. Yes, we are. Let's hear some Nick Murphy. This year, we're shooting all over the city of Paris, right? And, you know, French crews, they'll work 12 hours a day, you know, five days a week. But it's not like here. You know how sometimes, you know, TV crews and movie crews in Chicago, they'll work until, you they'll know. They'll go all night. Yeah. 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 No, they don't They do not do that over there. And uh, Probably because they don't want to pay them overtime. Yeah. I think that's it, and uh, so every call is like six in the morning, you know, and it's like uh, that's kind of early for you, huh? That's way early for me. Um, I mean, I'm often awake at that time, but 
To be that active would be pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm now, not are, ready to go work at that you, time. Are you getting up and exercising before you go on set? You know what? I get up and I stretch. That helps you know, a lot. And I, I, you know, if my call is late enough, if it's like ten or noon, I go down to the treadmill and I walk a mile or two. You know, and. Uh, and that, you know that like lightens that kind of lightens me up. But it's like the the great thing is that mostly we've shot. We haven't so much been on a soundstage. We've been all over all over the city. You know, we've been mostly outside, and that's been great. Has it been cold? Man, Max, Friday, it was so goddamn cold. It wasn't even funny. It was colder there than it was here, and. You know, they measure the temperature differently over there. You know what I mean? It's not Fahrenheit. It's uh, Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Friday we were outside all day, and it was like, I would say 18 or 19 degrees tops. And uh, they had to put foot warmers in my shoes and yeah, in that's, my hands. Yeah, that's too and, cold for me. Yeah, but um, I'm like shivering in 20 degrees, so I don't know. I, Wait, you grew 30 up here. Degrees. Yeah, I know, and I'm How not. Did... I'm just not good. I'm just not good at it. I don't know. Is, I don't that, know. is this your way of just telling me you're a wimp? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to cold <laughs> weather, man, I'm a wimp now too. I'm, yeah. like, I'm turning uh, into I'm, a wimp. Also. No, no, I can't. I just can't. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's my blood or something. I think uh, whatever it is. Um, I go outside and I just re- I get really cold. I get really cold when I'm inside. Well, you don't have a lot of body fat. I don't have a lot. Of, yeah, I don't have a lot of that. Um, I got plenty. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, so you, you uh, want some? <laughs> would, would you like some? Sure. Yeah. If if that means I don't have to be cold, and you know, I'll be cold in the summer at, at points. If if the wind is hitting me in a certain way, yeah. It's, I mean, it's this, really annoying. This summer, this summer was very cold here. Yeah. Did you notice how many really but I mean, like, if, chilly days we if had? If the AC is on to a certain degree and it's like, it could be as hot as it can be, like, I will get freezing if if you turn really? the AC up to a Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's annoying. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mean, I don't mean to make it sound so serious, but it just, uh, I don't know. It's just a weird thing when you get you get cold easily. I hate it. I think you're just you're prepping us when you move to L.A. because you're going to try to be an actor out there. I, that's what's happening. Isn't you it? know, there's you know, breezes in L.A. that get me really cold too. I'm not. I'll have to wear a hoodie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. That's, you're going to be one of those guys who cold. Come, You're going to be one of those guys who comes to Chicago to film, and when it's like. 50 degrees, they're wearing like a fucking parka, like a Michelin man uh, outfit. Um, but no, we got we got seriously cold out there. And I have to tell you, coming back to Chicago, and it was cold here, I'm thinking, you know, this yeah. cold weather shit. I'm 59 years old now, you know. I don't know that I want to be cold anymore. You know no, what I mean? <laughs> that's, you, a, that's a good idea. Don't no. you think 59 Chicago winners is enough? I think that, yeah, I think that's enough. I think that Chicago winter has been very soft, though, recently. I think two years ago we had a pretty bad winter, but... Uh, I, re- I No, actually, that, these but... past few years, they have not been that bad. The last two have been pretty easy. Yeah, sure. I know that. I yeah. think we're in for a doozy. You think? I do. But I you'll be in Paris, that. so 
you know. Yeah. Yes, I will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I will. Hey, Tony, I would ask you a question. What was it like returning to this character again? You Jack know, Birdbath. A, a year, year and a half later. Um. You know, I had to prepare. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, luckily I, I saw some scripts before uh, I got there. And, um, uh, you know, Jack is a, a flawed person, you know, and, uh, you know, toward the end of the season, last season, he, you got the feeling that perhaps he maybe found a reason to uh, keep on going, you know. And so, you know, I, I kind of kept that in mind when we started up season two. Um, there was a little bit of worry because I'm about 40 pounds lighter than I was last year when we shot that. And uh, um but I like returning to Jack. I, I uh, you know, there's some vulnerabilities and some uh, sadnesses and some weaknesses about Jack that I think, I think aren't just specific to Jack. I think every human being has uh, felt a, a certain kind of uh, uh, helplessness uh, or, you know, lack of hope at some point or another in their life. So, um you know, also, I mean, you know, Steve gave me a real gift. I mean, Jack is way smarter than he looks. And, uh, you know, this season you perhaps are going to see some of that. So, yeah, it's a – in a way it's like re returning – it's returning to an old friend. You know, it's a, it's my favorite role I've ever had. So, is, yeah, I'm happy are, about it. Is there a lot of discussion beforehand about like where he's going? Or... Uh, a little bit. I mean, I met with Steve Conrad before uh, I left for Paris. You know, I met with him uh, about a week before he left, and we had a bit of a discussion. But I mean, not um, not so much that you know, in a really overly theorized kind of way. Just. Uh, Kind of, you know, what what to be on the lookout for. You know? And does Steve give you a lot of leeway on set, or like how, like, you get a lot of direction from him, or does he kind of let you, you do get thing? the right direction from him? Um, he doesn't really say anything unless uh, unless he's, he he needs to, and um, it's usually very uh, brief. Um, you know, as he said on our podcast, we we don't do a bunch of improv. It's like Patriots written a specific way for a specific reason. So um, I always just make sure that I'm prepared. Were there incidents where you uh, got to set and he had a bunch of yeah, rewrites for you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, one day. One day we had, uh, we, we had some changes. And they were, again, you know, like minor. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the first day there, uh, there, there was a scene that that a, a couple of things just lines got moved around, but no, I mean this year uh, is running so much smoother than last year, you know, because this year we all kind of know our job, you know. Um, but man, you would love this, so you're yeah, I you're can't coming wait. back with me after uh, 
after Christmas, so yeah. you you were gonna love Paris too. Oh, I didn't hear about that. That's oh yeah, exciting. he's he's coming back. He's you know, um, how long are you going for, Max? Um, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long is how long is this gonna happen for. I I don't know. I think I'm probably gonna be there about the middle of February. So I think you just we'll see. Stay the whole time. Yeah, may, uh, maybe I'll stay the whole time. Maybe I'll go back before February 9th, uh, which would be my birthday. I don't know, or I'll celebrate oh, it there. I so think I maybe know. we should have the birthday in Paris, sir. Yeah, man, maybe make that happen. Max, we'll see. I think we should have the birthday in Paris. Well, maybe we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but also, I mean, you know, dad's working. Take off for a couple of days. Go to Amsterdam. Go to Germany. Go to Barcelona. <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah, or go to, or go to Italy and see your sister. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Go to, or go to London. You know, take the channel. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing how how easy it is to get to other places. Yeah. Um, it's kind of nerve-wracking to do by yourself. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'll go with I mean, you. It's pretty oh, overwhelming. I, young, handsome man, yeah. you know, making his way through young Europe by himself. man who's newly working in television. Sounds pretty awesome to what me, it, man. What is this? Uh, uh, like, uh, uh, what kind of movie would that be? Like, what actor? I don't know. Maybe the Matt Lauer story. Yeah, the Matt Lauer <laughs> movie. Come into my office. Uh, let me just whip something out here. Oh, my goodness. There's the anchor man's anchor. What do you know about that? Oh wow! Uh, no, yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds fun. I think I would do that. I think I would. I think uh, you know who lives there. No, is, let's do it. Yeah, Max. Also, Chris, you got to come over, and we got to we got to do the podcast from Paris. We got to do that. I'd love to do. I could do a week in paris and i you know i want you need to sit down with kurtwood smith you need to sit down with yeah. with uh chris steve's brother God, who is who is brilliant chris conrad is without a doubt one of the greatest and funniest actors i've ever worked with he uh, is as hilarious. is michael dorman yeah and michael chernis and antoine mckay and paul ray and sal gavina and elliot oppheim and kathleen monroe and uh, Terry O'Quinn, you know, uh, and Deborah Winger, who Ooh. is on our show this year. A lot uh, of names. Nice. Yeah. I mean, um, and every single one of them is just an absolute gem, you know. Um, it's a really good cast. It's one of the best casts I've ever uh, seen. Also, just the way they can all come together uh, in real life and uh, just on on screen is just it's it's a special thing. You, you're gonna have a really good time. You know, he you, Max was invited by Steve Conrad to come and you know tag along and hang out with the director by camera and kind of watch how this is done. You know, uh, I'm kind of jealous of that. It's kind of cool. You know, another thing is we'll, like we'll, we don't see. we don't have all kinds of money to like. Uh, um, you know, stop like traffic or shut down streets and stuff. We just go out and shoot among what's happening, you know, with regular French people. I mean, we got a bunch of extras and stuff mixed in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, um, you know, we just, it happens in real time and in real life. And uh, it's very cool. I mean, uh, boy, our crew, I mean, you can't say enough about them. It's like, 
the director of photography, um, Jimmy Whitaker, and the cinematographer, J Jody Miller. These guys are just astonishing, you know. And uh, They shot season one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And with Paris as part of their palette now, uh, man, I wish I could tell you what's going on. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've almost forgot to say this. So, Tony, I was in Lawrence, Kansas a couple weeks ago visiting I love some Lawrence, friends. Kansas. Good town. And um, we're sitting around the group of friends, and they start talking about, oh, what are you watching on TV? And two of my buddies are like, oh, my God, have you seen Patriot? Oh, I love Patriot. They, they just start going off on how much they love the show and telling everybody around us how we how they need to watch it and i was like well you know jack birdbath's a personal friend of mine and they they were very impressed they were very impressed. really oh, make yeah. them buy all the drinks then it's like you know <laughs> you come to chicago maybe you'll be able to sit down and you know have some drinks with birdbath oh yeah we'll make that happen yeah yeah <laughs> we'll be able to sell that so we've been talking a lot about what you're doing in paris in the show which is yeah. exciting but you know max aside from the amazing job that he and i have been doing on the podcast while you were gone <laughs> which by the way you have done um thank you particularly you guys you know with the short stories you've really you've really put socks on those pigs man <laughs> they they sound great all the sound effects i you know thank you I was very thrilled to listen to them. They're fun to make. They are fun. They are really fun. Yeah. yeah. So, Max, what else have, have you been doing, though? What's going on at the gallery? Oh, we have a show uh, tomorrow. Show, actually. Or, tomorrow well, we have, uh, it, this is coming out Friday. So tonight we have a show, actually. Uh, Ati Meyer and Chris Feister, uh, Space Rider and Birdman. Yeah. This is one the show, the, Space Rider and Birdman. One of the best Birdman. shows we have ever hung in that space. Yeah, there's um, a lot of work, and it's it's all over the place. But it's a it's a it's a duo show, and the work really goes together. And the way Jared and those two hung the show, yeah, really complement the the room. It it really works out. And yeah, it's a great great looking show. Yeah, the show starts at seven o'clock. It ends at 10 o'clock. And the, we will be handing out Forbidden Root beer and for free. The bar closes at 9.30, so get before yeah. 9.30. Unless you just want to check out artwork, then just get there before 10. But if you want to <laughs> drink, get there before 9.30. Yeah, and it helps to tip that bartender. Yeah, oh, and leave a tip. Don't be cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, who, who, who's going to be bartending? Yulia, Yulia. I think, oh, yeah. Yulia. Who's not going to give Yulia good tips? You know, oh, you'll be surprised. Yeah, there are such unfortunates. There are guys who stand there, There's guys right next the, to the bar, the shuffle, and do the, nothing. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, oh man, you know, um, I'll catch uh, you next time. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm usually not like this. And then they get another beer and they go, "Yeah, I'm sorry about the tip thing again. Uh, usually not like this." Then they get their third beer. And you're like, "Hey, man, yeah, usually not like this. Yeah. Really? I think you're like this, yeah. dude. Yeah, actually, exactly. Yeah." I mean, if you're getting free drinks, throw a fiver in there and call it a day. Yeah, you know what? Well, That's crazy. I start off the bartenders with a yeah. twenty every every. There's prime show. The I didn't mind yeah. this guy at all because he get this this one guy gave me a twenty, and then every time he came back, he reminded me he gave me a twenty, uh, and I didn't yeah. care because I was like, okay, well, you gave me a twenty. So he figures he's good he goes, for like twenty openings. Well, well yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. He, he hit the twenty. He goes and remember, just remember me. I go, yeah. And then every time he came back, he goes, hey man, I recall I gave you that twenty dollars i go yeah man i remember you can just yeah. keep drinking it's yeah. not you could have tipped me a dollar you you exactly. wouldn't have got cut off yeah 
You could have dropped bottle caps in my fucking cup. I wouldn't give it a shit. Yeah, I, I, I secretly do keep serving the people, even if they don't tip me. I really, I shouldn't, but I do it. Well, yeah, you know, we're we're being hosts, and part of being a host is extending hospitality. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but you know, Yulia, I mean, you know, tip the bartender. It's just, it's just couth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I mean, a buck a drink is common practice yeah. in this town, for sure. Well, I used to bartend those shows, and the only reason you shouldn't have any sort of tip money is if the crowd didn't turn out. And yeah. that's usually not the case uh, with Adventureland. No, we get a good crowd. Because we usually get a good yeah. crowd. If we don't, it's because we were competing with something pretty ridiculous, yeah. like a World Series or... Yeah, the World Series Lollapalooza or something, yeah. yeah. Lollapalooza screwed us a couple times too, but or we usually or those do okay. nights when all the art galleries open at once, you know. And I we usually try That's to schedule in September, right? That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. I, I always kind of liked that idea because I figured, you know, if if all the galleries are going to open, making the rounds, people, yeah, people will put us in their exactly. rounds. So exactly. I never minded yeah. that. I did mind Lollapalooza, and last year I remember the Cubs playing or two years ago. Cubs oh, in the in World, World Series. Series game, yeah. I I recall, uh, yeah, I recall the attendance was tough, but yeah, I, I mean, don't know who had once that show. in in a hundred eight years you can let you know, yeah, yeah, you can let it slide, yeah. Oh, that's but yeah, we the, didn't care. The, the first Friday no, thing, I mean, like as as somebody who likes to go to galleries and shows, including yours, do, um, do you I, go to the do you go to the openings, Chris, regularly? I, 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 I do. I mean, I see him there all the time. Yeah. And I just, cause I, it, like a Friday evening, a lot of times I'll just get a hold of Nate and like, what's going on? Exactly. We're going to hit a couple of shows up. And it, you know, he needs to show his face for, you know, work. Uh, and I just, I like checking out the art. It's always a good crowd. And hey, free drinks. Yeah. Hey, exactly. The free you know? drinks are yeah. really a great time. Yeah. Uh, we sometimes every now and then have the, the, community gallery ipod playing some music uh mm-hmm. i would love to somehow get a get a dj in there but it the the space is kind of too small to do that but i would love to get I like some sort of dj, DJ you know spinning the music and playing some sort of playlist that goes with the work well somebody could just curate a playlist for you yeah I feel like I wanted to ask a lot of artists, like, hey, do, would you have, like, this music playlist in mind? Could you create it? But I feel like, you know, it's already so much to get enough, you know, out of these artists. Uh, I think tracking down a playlist is, like, that's just kind of the last thing that will no. be on the list. So. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, but at yeah. the end of the day, your dad's, you know, you guys are the hosts. Yeah. yeah. Part, yeah. Of, part of, you know, being a good host, throwing a good party is having the right music. Having the right yeah. music. You know, you, you got to have the right music for the right art, too. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope that. Well, the iPod that we have will be good for tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that the Americana music in it. And it fits that show. You know, American music will fit that show. Yeah. Sure, yeah, I think so. I, 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 there's a lot of Rolling Stones on that iPod, so I feel like you know, whatever whatever song can't go might, wrong with the Stones, but yeah, might hit on the shuffle. Here, here. It'll eventually be saved by uh, a Rolling a Stone track song, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I, I pretty much front loaded with the Stones every third or fourth song. You know. <laughs> Thank you.
Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you for tuning in to our 14th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer, next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. Tonight, we will be having an opening for Space Rider and Birdman by Ati Meyer and Chris Feister. If you want to access the podcast through my dad, go to TonyFitzpatrick.co, his Twitter handle at ThisTrain, or his Instagram handle at TonyFitzpatrick9. If you want to enter the podcast through me, go to MaxwellFitzpatrick.com or my Twitter and Instagram handle at MaxFitzpatrick. Tune in next time for part two of this conversation. Probably episode 15 or maybe episode 14, part two. We're not sure what to call it, but stay tuned. It's coming up. Yeah.